One of the biggest challenges that I was not expecting at all was the pain, okay? I was in excruciating pain for a, a significant amount of this retreat. You're listening to Young Smart Money, a podcast that inspires young entrepreneurs to take their personal finances to the next level. My name is Apple Kreider, and I am a huge personal finance nerd and entrepreneur who's constantly looking for a better way. Whether it's amassing millions of credit card points, learning which parts of the tax code can work to your advantage, or just figuring out how to run your business as smart as possible, I am all about it. Join me as I sit down with some of the smartest financial planners and specialists for young entrepreneurs out there and extract the action steps you need to get the most bang for your buck from your business. Welcome back to Young Smart Money with me, your host, Apple Kreider. So like you can tell by the title of this, I was unable to speak for 10 days. Rather, I chose not to speak for 10 days. And if you saw the last two videos, podcasts, whatever that I put out, um, that was because I was on a 10-day silent meditation retreat. So uh, silent, could not talk. Um, and within that silence, I actually could not talk. I could not make eye contact. I could not do gestures. I couldn't do any kind of communication whatsoever. So it was a noble silence. It was intense and it was challenging. So let's dive right into it. So if you missed the first two videos kind of explaining what this retreat was and what I learned from it, uh, go check those out. But this one's more focused on the difficulties, um, namely the not talking. So I wasn't really expecting the um, lack of communication here to be that big of an issue because I kind of strategically worked this so that when I got to this retreat, you had about three-ish hours where you could kind of meet the people who were there before you went into the, the full silence mode, blinders on, um, no communication whatsoever. And I kind of, <laughs> I chose not to take advantage of that time because I figured, you know what, like if I don't even know who these people are, uh, it's, it's going to be a lot less tempting to talk to them. Like if I don't know who they are, I don't even want to talk to them. So like, no, no problems there. So that was, I would say, I would say I played that pretty well because um, I really, yeah, I had no attachment to anyone there and I didn't really care, but not communicating with anybody on the outside was, was definitely one of the hardest challenges of this retreat because I mean, not talking to my girlfriend, not talking to my family, not talking to um, any of my friends was, was really, really tough. Not talking to any clients, um, not talking to, to anyone um, in any, any sphere was really, really hard for me. I mean, the first like two days were, were all right. I was kind of just like getting used to, to, to the new vibes and everything. But after that, I was like, this is really, really hard. And as it went, I mean, it started kind of, it, it kind of started to grow on me in terms of just like enjoying the silence. And now coming out, I, I value silence a lot more. I was, I was the type of person who would always have something in the earphones, whether it's a podcast or music or an audiobook or whatever. Um, but now I, I, I'm valuing silence a lot more. I mean, even just driving without the radio on, is, is such a beautiful thing. And I think if, if you think I'm crazy for doing that, I would try it, honestly. Like it's um, just, just having some time to be present with, with you and what's going on in your body is, is really valuable stuff. And I think a lot of people do do not quite enough of that, which is what I talked about in the last video. So I won't, I won't give you that lecture again. But beyond just the not talking, there were a lot of challenges that kind of went into this retreat that I wanted to kind of dive into. So um, I made a list beforehand. I just kind of jotted down the four things that I thought would be uh, the biggest challenges to me. And those were, um, one was maintaining my focus. Okay. So I thought um, it's going to be tough to, for 12 hours a day to just focus on nothing but meditation. And at the time, I didn't even know what that was. I was like, I don't even know what meditation is. Like, I'm just, I'm showing up. So uh, one lack of uh, maintaining focus. Two is the lack of food. So 
Um, I, I mentioned earlier that, that I was fasting for 20 hours a day. Um, that was not by choice. Um, so, so with this retreat, you're fasting for 20 hours a day. That was tough. I'm used to eating like five, six, maybe seven meals a day. Um, so breaking that down to two meals and not eating for 20 hours a day was tough. Um, I expected uh, a lack of exercise to be tough as well because you couldn't exercise there. And then lastly, um, a lack of interaction. So that was kind of where the no communication came in. So that's that's what I was expecting to be tough. Um, I, I don't think I did very well in that uh, breakdown because one of the biggest challenges that I was not expecting at all was the pain, okay? I was in excruciating pain for a, a significant amount of this retreat. And, and the reason for that was because um, with the meditation that you were doing, you were doing it sitting crisscross applesauce on the floor. And I haven't done that since like second or third grade um, in elementary school. Okay. After that, I was done with crisscross applesauce. I had chairs sitting. I, I didn't need to do that. And so I, I'm also one of the least flexible people I know. Like I, I don't, I don't touch my toes. I can't, I can't do these flexibility things. Um, so, so this part was really, really tough for me. Like I walked in the first day, I saw everybody sitting on the floor and I was shocked because like when I had meditated before coming to this, um, I was doing like, yeah, 20 minutes a day. Um, I was sitting in a chair, dude. Like I was not sitting on the floor. I was not, I wasn't doing that. I didn't think that's how it was like done, but everybody was sitting on the floor and uh, there wasn't really room to, um, to ask for a chair. I mean, a couple people were in chairs, so I did end up asking for a chair and uh, was basically told that uh, now the pain is part of the process. So um, I guess the other people had had some some actual issues going on, um, but but for me, I, I was not granted a chair. So <laughs> um, yeah, so the, the, the pain was very significant. I mean, um, but it was it was a really good tool to use because in the last in the last uh, video podcast whatever I talked about how um, practicing equanimity was one of the big big kind of cornerstones of what I was doing there. And so when you have this 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 <laughs> excruciating pain um, that is just in your back and really just really just making you suffer and you're not allowed to move you're not allowed to react to it all you're able to do is observe it that having that strong of a sensation is really powerful in uh, kind of crafting your ability to be equanimous in very difficult situations okay so i was at, like in hindsight very thankful for that pain um in the moment was very excruciating um was was not at all pleasant and i really wasn't expecting pain to be a significant thing at all like i <laughs> i don't know it, it was it was an obstacle that i was not at all expecting um but it was one that and it was one that really took me out for a long time. I mean, there were days when I was in so much pain. I was just so discouraged. I was just frustrated at myself because like, you know, it's really easy to, to apply some negative self-talk in a situation like this because I mean, think about it. All you're doing is just sitting there for 12 hours a day. So like when you're struggling to do that, like your mind just like, especially at the beginning, man, I was, I, I don't know. I had some unhealthy self, self-talk going on and just, it, just in terms of like, like, what are you, you can't sit here for 12, you can't just sit here, like, all you're doing is sitting, you're so weak, you're so, like, there, there was a lot of negative self-talk going on, eventually, I kind of broke through into, into the area of, of kind of being more, being more respectful to myself, and kind of just, like, being less angry, and just being aware of that anger, and not just, like, just not letting it get to me, um, because there was, there was, there was definitely some anger going on the first couple of days, in terms of just, like, the struggle that I was going through, but time went on, I feel like I definitely got better at that. Um, and that was, that in this, of itself was, was kind of a, a barrier as well to, to my focus, which again, I, I assume that was going to be a big, a big issue for me. And so being able to, to focus on, on nothing, but what's going on in your body, um, that pain is, it, I mean, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, uh, 
it's kind of detrimental because it takes away from you feeling the other sensations in your body. But at the same time, you're able to really uh, get in tune with that pain and, and, and kind of dig deeper too. That was a cool thing that I learned how to do on this retreat is like you feel the pain, but you can you can really observe it and, and figure out, okay, where exactly is it? And, and what kind of like what shape is it? And like what areas of my body is it affecting? And how is it affecting those areas? And kind of just becoming more aware in general of what your body's actually actually feeling on on a whole bunch of levels. So that the pain was was good and bad. In hindsight, it was great. In the moment, it was terrible. Um, but we we kind of just had to take it as it came. Um, the the other um, so there's a couple more challenges that I want to cover. One was one was the fasting. Um, the fasting was was kind of tough. Again, um, used to eating about six meals a day, so only getting two meals a day was rough. Um, and then within those two meals. Uh, one thing that I learned about myself uh, through this was that my body does not do well with soy. And given the fact these were all vegetarian meals, there was a lot of soy involved. So there'd be times where we'd all be sitting in the meditation hall. Um, you could hear a pin drop. It was so quiet. And my stomach would just be strumming up a chorus. Okay. It was great. Like, like just, just belting it out. Um, and, and so definitely learned that um, soy is a no-go. And I already knew that dairy was a no-go. So that kind of limited my options in terms of what I could eat there. Um, which was not great because <laughs> the selection was already quite limited. So there was a lot of a lot of salads being consumed. I ate a lot of beets on that on that trip. I never knew I liked beets, but when when beets are some of the only things you can eat, you you really start to enjoy beets. So it was a lot of beets and balsamic vinaigrette. Um, kind of got me through a lot of a lot of this trip. <laughs> um, the sleep was also. I mean, I expected sleep to be a little bit of a challenge. Um, you're only allowed to sleep about five, maybe six hours a night. And um, when you're not able to fall asleep instantly, which I wasn't when I was there, um, you're, you're getting about five hours of sleep. But I, I really wasn't at all tired. There was no points during the retreat where I was tired. And that was kind of because one thing that I kind of came to realize was like sleep has has two bed or, or two purposes, rather. Um, one is to rest your body and one is to rest your mind. And when you're when you're not moving at all, when you can't exercise, which was another big challenge for me, um, there's, there's not really time for your body to get tired. I mean, there's there's the sitting upright, which is excruciating. Um, so that that kind of tired you out a little bit. But um, when you're when you're not moving around that much, your body doesn't get that tired. And I'm used to doing at least like an hour of, of exercise a day. So that was um, I didn't really get tired from that. And then also when your mind is is focused on things within your body, I found that, that it, it generally recharges rather than depletes. So it was it was really cool to see like, okay, through all this meditation, I'm able to operate on less less sleep. And that's something that I've actually taken with me into the real world now that I've been out for about four days. Um, I've been able to reduce my sleep from uh, generally about seven and a half hours to, to six to six and a half hours um, while continuing to meditate for close to an hour every single day. So I'm kind of just like subbing out an hour of sleep for an hour of meditation. And it's been working pretty well, honestly. Like I, I feel like I'm definitely operating on a, on a much better level than I would have before on six hours of sleep. Like before I tried to get six hours of sleep and it, it didn't go well, but now um, I feel like I can operate pretty well on a reduced amount of sleep as long as I'm substituting it for meditation, which is great because uh, coming out of there, they recommend you, you do or they tell you that you should be doing an hour in the morning and an hour in the evening every single day. Two hours a day was, I was like, I don't, I don't think I'm gonna be able to swing that. But um, one of the things they suggested was like, if you are able to carve out some of your sleeping time for meditation time, um, it, it usually works out pretty well. So I wasn't really expecting that to be the case, but turns out um, it really was. So sleeping wasn't wasn't too big of an issue at all for me, even though I was only getting like five hours of sleep with the 12 hours of meditation. Um, it kind of it balanced out pretty, pretty decently there. 
I also mentioned exercise. And so again, I'm used to exercising about an hour a day. And so I, I kind of figured like not being able to do that would be kind of tough. And it really was. I mean, there was a walking path there, but I mean, if you were walking like slowest possible, um, it took you about two minutes to get around this thing. So very, very small walking path. Um, and so the lack of exercise was definitely, definitely significant. But again, I, I really understand why they were doing it because it wasn't about uh, exercising. It wasn't about um, staying, staying fit. And, and also, man, <laughs> at one point I was kind of just being a vegetable because I, I, I didn't want to expend any more energy than I had to. You know, I, I knew at the end of my 20 hours of fasting, I was going to be so hungry. Like I, I was conserving my steps. I was conserving everything because I was just like, I got to hold on to this, this food for as long as possible. Like I, I was trying to slow down my, my digestion because it was just like, I, I, I need this. I need to continue to be digesting so that I, I don't just like wither away. Um, but I mean, honestly, those were, those were kind of the biggest challenges that I faced, um, between the pain, the focusing, the talking, the fasting, the sleeping. Um, it was, it was definitely, it was definitely a struggle, but I, I, I came out of this a lot. I think I came out of this a lot stronger than I, than I went into it. Um, and, and I definitely, I mean, this was one of the most positive and, and challenging experiences that I've ever had in my entire life. And I, I can't, I can't hesitate to, to recommend this to a lot of people. It's not for everyone. It's definitely not for everyone. Um, but if you have questions, um, feel free to reach out to me. One last thing that I want to talk about is kind of like, how have I brought this into the real world? Okay, like what, what have I done to really implement the things that I learned, the things that I walked away with? And um, first thing is like, when I came back out of there, like it was so overwhelming. Like I, I met up with my girlfriend right away. We went, we went and got brunch and it was so overwhelming, like to just walk in that restaurant and like I had to choose what I wanted to eat. Like I hadn't cho- chose what I wanted to eat in like two weeks. And so I like, I had this whole menu. I had to choose. There was so much going on. There's so much stimulation out here compared to in there. It's crazy. Cause like in there, all the logistics are taken care of. You don't have to, you, you do not have to think about anything, which is freeing, but also extremely restricting because everything is taken care of. So like you don't have to think about anything, but at the same time, there's nothing to think about. There's no choices to make. It's, it's literally, you are just doing the work and doing the work and doing work and there's nothing, there's nothing to worry about. So that, that, the, the, the kind of the paradox there in like the pulling in both directions was really interesting. And, and reflecting on that has been really cool to just kind of think about like, okay, when else in my life will I experience a time when I have literally nothing to think about? Um, no decisions to make, no, just no thoughts that, that need to happen. It's, it's, it's really, it's a really interesting place to be, but yeah, coming out so much stimulation, so overwhelming. Um, I'm still kind of in that place, but I'm, I'm gradually coming out of it. Um, I was really eager to talk when I got out. I mean, like I, I got home and I talked to, I talked to my mom for like an hour straight. Like, I don't know if I stopped talking once. Um, and then I went and got brunch with my girlfriend. I talked to her for like two hours straight. Um, and so I was just like, I didn't think I was that eager to talk, but I was really, I think I was just eager to talk to someone who I knew because, um, yeah, spending two weeks in an environment with nobody that I knew saying nothing, uh, was, was definitely, definitely a very different experience from, from what I'd been, what I'd experienced up in my life thus far. Um, and then I'm continuing to, to keep things interesting by going to, um, Southeast Asia for, uh, two to three months. So if you're watching or listening to this, um, I'll already be there. I'm going to Thailand, uh, probably Malaysia, Philippines, potentially Laos as well. So I'm going to be bouncing all around there by myself, um, doing some solo travel. So, um, that's, that's going to be a whole nother experience in and of itself. I'm sure I'll have stuff to, to talk about there. Um, 
A couple more things I noticed about the real world, though. Um, I, I, there's there's some really strong. Again, I, I'm gonna say vibrations, but I know some people are gonna are gonna think I'm too woo woo for that. But there's there's some really strong like vibrations in that camp and in that meditation hall that are not present out here. That makes it a lot more difficult to get to as deep of a place that I was getting to in there. So when I when I meditate out here now, it's it's yeah, it's a lot more challenging to to go as deep as quickly. Um, and, and, and even in an hour, it's hard to get as deep as I was getting in there, um, in an hour, just because there's, there's, I mean, one, there's, there's all these distractions, but it's able, it's easy to minimize distractions, but just the feeling of, of being in a certain room that, that is just so charged with the energy of all of these people, like being in a room where 50 people are just all meditating at once. And it's just total silence. And you can just, you can just feel it in the air. Honestly, it's, it's such a, especially like 4.30 in the morning, you walk into a room and there's just 50 people in there who are just all just meditating and just, it's, it's honestly, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Um, so that is just not present out here. So maybe finding some way to, to try to replicate that on some level would be, would be cool. Um, but yeah. And, and then the last thing is just, um, the last thing is just, I, I definitely plan, plan to go back, um, probably to serve. Um, it's all put on by volunteers. Um, the thing was free. It was free to attend. Um, it's all donation based. So at the end you, you give whatever you feel is, is reasonable, um, given wherever you're at in your life. Uh, and then it's, it's all donation based and everybody who's there is a volunteer. And so I definitely do plan to go back and serve, um, at some point I'm not in any rush to do that, but probably in the next, in the next year, I will be back to a center somewhere, maybe not the same one, maybe, um, one in, in a different part of the world. I don't know because there's, they've got hundreds of these things all around the globe. So I've really got some options there, but once you've, once you've done a 10 day course, then you can, then you can volunteer to, um, serve at one to, to whether it's like preparing food to like just keeping things clean or whatever. Um, they need, they need plenty of people to, to put these things on. And then you also do get to meditate with everyone too. So it's kind of like the best of both worlds there. So I definitely plan to do that. Um, but, but this was a huge, it was, it was definitely a challenge and I definitely came out a lot a lot stronger and a lot, I have a lot more to think about than when I went in, um, in, in terms of just, in terms of so many things, but, but mostly just in terms of, um, what's going on in my body and how that relates to what's happening outside of my body. So I hope you guys got some value out of this. If you did, um, I'd appreciate, um, if you were, if you, if you dropped a like on the video or on the podcast, if you hit subscribe or subscribe on YouTube, whatever you want to do, um, show some love, drop me a comment. If you have any questions on any of it, I'm super stoked to, um, to share. Obviously I just made three, um, decently long podcasts, YouTube videos, whatever about it. So clearly I like talking about it and I had a really positive experience. So if you're at all considering it, shoot me a message. I would love to, um, answer any more specific questions you have, but hopefully this served as a pretty decent foundation for anyone who was at all interested to sort of get the lay of the land in terms of, um, what, what it's like, what there is to learn and what the challenges might be for you. So, um, again, yeah, hope you enjoyed it and, um, I will see you in the next one.